Hi, this is Rob Wilson, and welcome to the Employee for USA HR podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, with me, as usual, is my partner, Scott Wilson. Hello. And Jason Eisenhut, our vice president of HR. Hi, everybody. And Nikki Navarro, working the board. One of the things that we do within our HR practice, we, uh, we typically will look at a client's handbook for, uh, for compliance issues and, uh, and accuracy. So it, uh, one of our first practices that we do with a new client. So today we thought we'd, uh, we'd do something a little bit similar to that. Our, uh, our uncle, Scott, and, uh, and my uncle was recently moved into a uh, retirement center and as we were helping him pack up and, and move out of his uh, house, I was able to come across his, uh, his employee handbook from 1961. Yeah, October 1961. It was a good year. So, yeah, from a large, uh, a large, uh, large national company at that point. And uh, so we've, uh, we've got it here with us today, and uh, we, we thought we'd uh, take a walk through and just see how politically incorrect by today's standards 1961 uh, was. And the specific section that we're going to go through is the secretarial functions, and it's d uh, divided up into three sections. Sure. So, Jason, as, as we look at, the, uh, at, at this, one of the sections is the quality of a good, good secretary. So today you really can't say you want a pleasing appearance and uh, perfect grooming. Right. That's not a good idea with Americans with Disabilities Act, and we're going to get through it in a second, but a lot of this is assuming the secretary is a woman, and that's a no-no, too, with Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. So it's it's this kind of a handbook in today's standards would, would violate a lot of regulations. And this predates the Civil Rights Act. Though. Right. What did you say before? A couple few years, yeah, 1964. Yeah. yeah, this is October 1961. So when you uh, – the whole – the entire book is consistently wrong. It, it makes the assumption that every supervisor is a man and every secretary is a, is a woman. Not good. Right. So. so just under the physical aspect, it's good health and assertiveness, which the good health part of it you can't ask. It's completely illegal. Right. In a different, different part of the handbook, there's a quiz for secretaries. Uh, and under the personal section, it says, do you take care of your health so that you always look fit and do your day's work? Uh, make sure you exercise regularly and have a periodical checkup by your doctor and follow his advice, assuming the doctor is a male. Great, great stereotypes all the way around. And yeah. Uh, the, the end of the... Uh what section land the qualities of good secretary is a secretary's job is largely what she makes of it it can be interesting interesting and satisfying if she puts her creativity and abilities to work so that's just it's right. you're reading it and it's like something out of mad <laughs> man you know it is uh actually all the paper's yellow it's it's got a few years on it so it is right out of mad men uh, you can picture the guys uh, smoking in the ash <laughs> maybe that's why it's at yellow the, at the right. office yeah it's got but, the tar uh, in it but some of it does transcend to today uh when uh, in it talking about initiative, having vision, ambition, confidence. So there are uh, taking pride in your work. So there were, there were several aspects that, uh, that were good uh, that back then as well as to uh, fast forward to today, but there was, uh, there's, there's more wrong within it than, uh, than there is right by, uh, by today's standards. So uh, fun to look at too. You don't uh, you don't see any more. You know, not only does uh, does she the secretary have to dust uh, <laughs> her boss's desk every morning and afternoon and and fill carafe with fresh water, but uh, you don't see too many references to uh, having a fresh blotter each day and, and to uh, sharpen pencils and to check the ink well and see that the <laughs> pen is clean. So um, another part that was just absolutely terrible. Uh, uh, how to assist your supervisor to do a better job. Um, it's dealing with the supervisor's pet peeves. 
regarding their secretaries. And number five is too many frills in dress. It's important. Um, along with body odor, body odor and, uh, inclined to argue, uh, it's just it's really unbelievable that you know that that was the norm. Yeah, as we talked about if this is 1961 and Title VII of the Civil Rights Act didn't come out until 1964, and technically they weren't violating any laws or regulations at that point. Right, right. There's so many so much more regulatory issues today than there was back then. You know, the quiz. I, I love the quiz. How. Uh, it talks about how well qualified you are and to not let yourself sag on the job. <laughs> That's awful. Well, and you know, you have to always look your best. Make sure your hair is clean, well dressed, hands attractive, shoes well heeled and clean, clothes clothes appropriate for your position and in perfect order. Well, yeah, I think ours just references uh, <laughs> it's business casual Monday through Thursday and casual Friday and. Now you, know, now you have to rein it in a little bit so you don't have people show up in uh, flip-flops or flip-flops in, in, uh, in shorts. or And that or might whatever. be fine for some work environments. It just depends on how. And that's one of the great things with the manuals nowadays that you can actually adapt it to your company and say this is, if, it, if it's an area where you need safety, it's better to be more detailed than not, whether right. it's steel-toed steel shoes or eye protection hard hats, things like that. Yeah, and obviously as an HR organization, we help clients all the time with their employee handbooks. And one I just saw recently still had, and it's not the end of the world, it just doesn't protect you a little bit further. It had a list of acceptable uh, dress code uh, items for a man and a list of acceptable dress code items for a woman. And obviously in today's society with the transgender being an up and coming more and more of an issue every day, mm-hmm. now we recommend acceptable and non-acceptable, but take the gender part out of it. And like ripped clothing are unacceptable. Flip-flops, regardless of gender, is unacceptable. Right. Yeah, yeah and that's, you got to be a lot more caref- careful today, uh, just in the last, last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, one in here that uh, I'm now on to the... Uh, Correspondence and Secretary Manual. This is uh, Section 5 of their uh, Protect Your Supervisor's Prestige. Um, accord, accord your supervisor the esteem he merits. Mm. Um, treat his messages with discretion when visitors arrive. Uh, greet them nicely. Uh, see that all supplies are closed at his hand for meetings in his office. Uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable. You know, this is one of the earlier versions that I've seen in hard copy. I mean, if you kind of Google employee handbooks, you can find them back to the 1940s because typically after World War II when people were coming back from the war and with some of the law changes from the 1930s, 1930s was the first set of employment laws that were passed related to Fair Labor Standards Act or National Labor Relations Act, but those were more dealing with pay and union practices rather than discriminatory practices. So not until the 1960s did we start seeing discrimination and harassment and gender and race and religion type protections for employees. Um, but yeah, just World War II and as GIs were coming back from the war, a lot of employers were starting to put together handbooks and it started becoming more and more popular. And it is pretty all-encompassing, you know, everything from there's vacation, vacation, sick leave, disability leave, uh, cash advances for vacation. So pretty, pretty well tra- written. In the travel log uh, references TWA. And oh, wow. uh, the different airlines and the phone numbers are all five digits. So it's pretty pretty funny, those parts. I think I saw something about how, how to keep track of your log with communication. Now we just keep an email history of how we communicate with clients and coworkers. There was nothing to keep track of it before. If you send someone a letter or a memo, 
you had to keep track of a log, a paper log with pen and paper or pencil and paper to keep track of how you were communicating with clients or, or fellow employees. Yeah, this uh, references the placing calls with the switchboard, <laughs> where it's Mr. Jones's office, Miss Blank, mm. speaking for Mr. Jones. I found a, a Disney handbook from 1962, and again, it has some really good parts to it, and Disney's always been pretty progressive and customer-focused, but one of the parts that obviously wouldn't stand up today is um, under a pregnancy section of the Disney handbook, uh, a woman who becomes pregnant must supply a statement of the personal physician verifying her condition, but the last sentence of this is a funny one, or the, the violation. Any woman employee known to be pregnant may not be hired. That wouldn't fly today. You, you no. can't not hire someone because they're pregnant. Even though things aren't perfect now, they've come right. a long way. Right, right. So I would uh, move forward. I would recommend that if you haven't looked at your handbook, you may want to look at your handbook. And hopefully, if your if your business is this old, which is fantastic, if it <laughs> is, hopefully you've uh, you've updated your handbook since 1961. There's been a few uh, few changes since uh, since that time. And we had visited the overall topic on uh, on some do's and don'ts within the handbook last year, but. Uh, Thought uh, as we came across this uh, an antique gem, I thought it would be worth uh, yeah. walking through of, of, uh, of a live example of fast forward a, a few years and and how wrong uh, it would be in today's standards and the lawsuits that would be generated. I mean, really, it's right. it's unfair for the employees and companies like that would be sued left and right. So if you have any questions or would like any support with an employee handbook, uh, you can get us hold of us at hr at employco.com. Or you can visit us on the web at www.employco.com, which is E-M-P-L-O-Y-C-O.com. We'd love to be a resource for you. Uh, happy to answer any questions. And if you have further uh, further ideas or topics for uh, upcoming podcasts, we'd love to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, please send them to us, for sure. And uh, our next podcast that we'll, we'll be recording is a, is a uh, small business's take on the first 100 days of the Trump administration. That should be a good one. Yeah, pretty yeah. interesting. As we, it's, been a, uh, it's been a hectic uh, hectic season so far since the president took office with a uh, combination from health care to all the executive orders that we uh, wouldn't take a look back of, uh, of what those 100 days are, have looked, like, looked at so far and uh, what we can expect for the, for the rest of the year for small businesses. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.